Uh, I've been reflecting this week on the reality of childhood development, childhood development. Uh, Keaton, my wife, she was a foster care case aide at one point, which would mean that she would transfer kids from their foster care home to visits with their biological family. So she would do that every week, and she'd pick up the real little ones. She had like babies to three-year-olds, so she had the the toddlers. And what's striking uh, in that whole uh, context is the power and influence of childhood development within the first 36 36 months of a child's life the time in utero, and then the time, the first two years of their life. That so much of our attachment, so much of our ability to relate healthily with the world really happens and is coded in our brains in those first 36 months of our life. And if you don't have good care in those first 36 months, there's long, ongoing effects that often we face or your kids face as they go through life. It's really important. And specifically, I want to focus on how kids develop language language. So the real simple question is, how do kids learn how to speak? Well, they learn how to speak because they've been talked to over and over again for those first couple of years. Think about this for for a minute. Uh, Even some of the little ones we have here, like Duke over here. Duke will one day begin to speak because he has heard his parents speak over and over and over again to him over the next couple of years. He's going to hear them affirm his identity tell him who he is and how much he's loved. He's going to hear them talking to one another through different things that come up. But out of all of that language he's been given, that all the ways he's been talked to, then eventually he will talk back. Over the next four weeks, we're going to be in this, in this season of Lent, we're going to be focusing on prayer. And for the next four Sundays, like we did with the finance we, uh, Sundays in January, we're going to focus on one part of prayer, an aspect of prayer each Sunday. And this Sunday, we're going to start with this idea of listening prayer. Eugene Peterson, who's this Christian master Jedi dude, he's a really cool guy. Sadly, he passed away a couple of years ago. He says this. He says, prayer is talking back to God. Prayer is talking back to God. And just like a small child who has been talked to over and over again, those first really formative years, eventually they talk back. But you need to hear this. Prayer, the starting place, is not you talking to God, but recognizing the way God has been speaking over you your entire life. From the moment you were conceived, God has been speaking a better word over you than any other word that our culture or another person could put over you. God the Father has known you from those beginning moments and has been speaking over you words of identity and truth of who you are, what you were made to be as an image bearer before you ever spoke to God. And so before we think the next couple of weeks of what it means to talk back to God and to begin, in a sense, offering Him praise and interceding on different things on, on, on behalf of others, I want us to start with just listening, actually. Because the, the birthplace of prayer is really just listening for the ways God has been trying to speak to you all of these years that you maybe haven't even recognized. And so in a moment, we're just going to spend a couple of minutes in silence. Now, it's not going to be true silence, right? Because there are going to be sounds going on around you. But we're going to spend some moments in silence recognizing that God has first spoken to us. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you reveal the words of Jesus and the Father in these next couple minutes of silence? That he would speak to us. He would affirm who we are and our identity and how he's made us. He would speak a word or a phrase or an image to you 
as God has first spoken to you before you ever have talked back to him. And as we sit in the silence here in a minute, three things you're going to hear. One, you're going to hear the sound of children. When you hear the sound of children, would you remember that Jesus is the one that welcomes children to his side? That like a little child, you can come to your father and he cares for you. The second sound you're going to hear is not just the airplanes. You hear that too. I can't think of a good illustration for that one. But you're going to hear birds talking. And when you hear the birds talking here the next couple of minutes, I want you to remember in the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus says, if he cares for the sparrows of the field, how much more does he care for his children? Third, you're going to be either sitting or have your feet on the grass. And would you remember that Jesus is our great shepherd who leads us into green pastures. Children, birds, and the grass. Would it even bring to mind the ways God is already speaking to you before you have ever talked to him? So let's sit in silence the next couple of minutes and then Chris will lead us into the sermon. But this is where we're going to start over the next couple of weeks as we look at different types of prayer. We're going to start with just listening. Now, many voices are going to come. Many things you need to get done are going to come before you. Would you just set those aside gently and then come back to that simple question, Jesus, what do you want me to hear today? What are you trying to say to me as I sit here and listen to you because you've been speaking to me my entire life? All right, let's go into silence. And for the next couple minutes, we'll do that. And then Chris will lead us into the sermon. Holy Spirit, breath of the living God, would you reveal to us the posture of the Father towards us and the words of the Son who speaks over us? So, Father, we thank you that you are not a God who gives us the silent treatment, uh, but you are a God who, from the beginning, is a God who has opened your mouth and spoken and revealed your purposes for creation. You've revealed your purposes and how you're going to fix and redeem and restore it. And you've revealed, you've spoken, and you've said what you're going to do in and through Jesus as your word. And you've spoken and you told us who we are as we find our role in your story. But God, we confess that so often we don't stay silent. We don't, we let other things crowd in. We don't just come like little children uh, and listen to you. But we grow up and we flood our ears and our heads and our minds and our souls with so many other voices and we grasp and we reach and we try to do it our own way. So would you forgive us? Would you continue speaking to us? Would you give us ears to hear that we would be a people who listen to and respond to you with our words and with our lives? Help us to hear now as we continue on in Genesis and we look at Jacob and Esau, his brother, that we'd be able to learn from their example. More than that, we'd be able to see what you're doing and who we are in your story. Would you make much of Christ, the word become flesh? Would you help us to be empowered and equipped to be your faithful people? In Christ's name we pray, amen.